This is uh, Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast for Monday, May the 17th, 2021. On Monday, we play a comedy. We do that because we know that you, many of you, not all of you, some of you have an outstanding work ethic, but many of you find Mondays to be somewhat depressing, somewhat of a letdown from over the weekend, but that's why we are here. It has been our commission, our purpose on Mondays to cheer you up and to get you up and running for the rest of the week. And we have found that one of the best ways to do that is with a little bit of levity, a little bit of comedy. That's what we're going to do today. Chester's over there shaking his head. I guess he's disapproving, but no, Chester, it's true. Comedy is the thing that will lift you up and, uh, and give life meaning again. So what we have for you today is a great old-time radio comedy, and we're going to tell you all about it in just a minute. But what you need to do in order to prepare yourself for this, this um, metamorphosis is to get over there in that easy chair, get your feet up, get yourself a little refreshment, and just relax, and don't think about the problems of the day. Let them just drift away. Because we're coming right back at you with this week's old-time radio comedy. So what we have for you today is an episode of the Jack Benny Show that was originally broadcast on November 22nd, 1953. I thought I had played this one before. It ends up that I am confusing this with another episode with a similar theme. So I have never played this before in the 20 or 20 in, in the 13 years that I have been doing 
some type of an old-time radio show. So this is this is a first. And you don't see this one on a lot of uh, websites. So uh, maybe, maybe uh, you'll be hearing this for the first time. You might be aware from another episode that Dennis Day was, was very good at impersonations, and he impersonated a number of celebrities. Well, that's the name of this uh, story tonight. Dennis impersonates movie stars on the phone, and it has some funny consequences. There's an appearance in this episode by Jack Warner, the president, CEO, the head mogul of uh, Warner Brothers Studios at the time. And that was kind of unique. He he flubs a line toward the end of it, <laughs> which is really kind of funny because nobody corrects him on it. <laughs> um, what else can I tell you about this? Oh, there's a very funny little bit at the beginning with uh, Dennis and his mother. And his mother is played by Verna Felton, who just was one of the great voices of uh, of radio and later of television, the early days of television. And she did a lot of the voices in Disney cartoons, too. And we've, we've addressed that in past shows. But I noticed that with Verna Felton. Very funny exchange. There's also uh, Mel Blank is in this one. This came from the Armed Services, so Armed Services Radio. So their recordings are never quite as good uh, this is very listenable, but uh, if we're doing a rating of 1 to 10, I normally like to get the shows I play on here at least a, a, a 9 or a 10. Uh, some of them are, you know, 8, 8 plus. This one I would say is around a 7. Like I said, it's listenable. It's not all scratchy. It just didn't have the good, uh, clear uh, sound that, that uh, some of the other episodes we play. But it's, but it's worth it to listen to this. So this is the Jack Benny Show, and this was originally broadcast on CBS November 22nd, 1953. Dennis impersonates movie stars on the phone. Program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Last Sunday, where Jack Benny has just finished his television show. And as usual, after a TV show, Jack likes to relax by walking home. Gee, I feel good. I don't know why I was so nervous all through my television show. Everyone was so good. Johnny Ray was just sensational. The audience was great, too. It's not often you get a happy audience like that. Gee, they applauded and laughed at everything. That was a good idea Remley had of serving them martinis before the show. television. I can hardly wait till I appear on the omnibus program. It'd be nice to do something dramatic for a change. Gee, I've accomplished a lot for a man of 39. 
I wonder how old I really am. <laughs> Let's see, I've been in show business 35 years, and I was four when I started. <laughs> That's right, 39. <laughs> Next year, I'll have been in show business 36 years. That'll make me three when I start. <laughs> Three years from now, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> well, what's the difference as long as you feel? Uh-oh, there's the bus. Hey, wait, wait for me! Ouch! Smart Alec driver. That's the third one he snatched off my head this month. <laughs> the bus anyway. So depressing to put a dime in a machine and not have anything come out. <laughs> Say, that'd be a good joke for my radio show next week. People love those jokes that make me seem cheap. I must sell it to my writer. <laughs> Gee, I must have walked fast. Here's Dennis Day's house, and he lives pretty close to me. I go in and say hello to him, but his mother and I don't get along. Uh-oh, I can see her through the window. She's just walking into the living room. Mother, Mr. Benny's program has been over for 15 minutes. Well, thank goodness. Mother, why do you always leave the room when Mr. Benny's TV program is on? I can't resist the urge to kick him in the teeth and television sets cost money. <laughs> oh. Say, uh, what's that you're knitting? It's the sweater, I promise you. Gosh, Mother, you're so nice to me. I wish I could do something for you to show my appreciation, but you know what Mr. Benny pays me. Yes, I know. And after 15 years, I think it's high time you got a raise. Well, Mother, I, I wanted to ask him for a raise a hundred times, but I can never catch him in a good mood. Well, when is he in a good mood? When he's cutting someone's salary. <laughs> Dennis, I just can't understand why you keep working for that blue-eyed pinch penny. It has its compensations. Compensations? Yeah, I'm slowly driving them nuts. <laughs> Dennis, are you really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have some fun with him today, too. Oh, what are you going to do? Well, when he gets home, I'm going to keep calling him on the phone and pretend I'm different celebrities and tell him how great he was on television today. Oh! Goody, he's such a ham, I bet he falls for it, schnook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I'll make out first that I'm Ronald Coleman. Ronald Coleman? Ah, yes, Benita, I think we have something here. I can hardly wait till Canhead gets home from the studio. Well, Dennis, he won't be home for a few minutes. So while you're waiting, you better rehearse the song you're going to do on the program. Okay. I have dreamed who 
we'd be kissing like this. My heart has been filled with a thought of holding you. I've dreamed it so often. At last it's come true. With a smile, with a sigh, with a star up above. Here we are, you and I, the beginning of love. While searching for heaven, I found it just then. Take me there many times. With a smile, with a sigh, with a star up above, here we are, you and I, the beginning of love, while searching for heaven, I found it Never get... Oh, there's my new gardener. Been wanting to talk to him. Oh, Jerome. Jerome. Uh, hello, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Jerome, I hate to complain, but this front yard of mine is a mess. Since I hired you, nothing seems to be growing right. Well, to tell you the truth, Mr. Benny, I never should have taken this job. Why not? I'm a flower man. I don't know nothing about vegetables. <laughs> But, Jerome... Look at your front yard. Carrots, celery, tomatoes, potatoes... But, Jerome... Eggplant, lettuce, parsnips, artichokes... But... Not one lousy petunia in the whole place. Who eats petunia? Look, Jerome, just do the best you can. I will, I will. If he couldn't handle it, why didn't he tell me before I bought the plow? Oh, well. Oh, Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry. What is it, Rochester? There's a phone call for you. Oh, oh. Hello? Uh, hello, is that you, Jack, old boy? Yes, who is this? Uh, this is Ronald Coleman. Well, Ronnie, how are you? Fine, Jack. I called to tell you that I saw your TV show today, and I thought you were absolutely wonderful. Oh, Ronnie, you're just saying that. No, 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 I, I mean it, Jack. If I were king and Benita were queen, you would be our court jester. Oh, Ronnie, that's... <laughs> awfully sweet of you, but I wasn't that good. Ah, uh, yes, you were, Jack. Well, thank you, thank you very much, Ronnie. You know, Ronnie, it's strange, but I've always had a silly notion that you didn't like me. On the contrary, Jack, I've always thought of you as quite a pleasant schlemiel. Thank <laughs> you.
Well, thanks again for calling, Ronnie. I'm so glad you like my show. Well, I just had to call and tell you. Goodbye, Jack. Goodbye. <laughs> Rochester, you'll never guess who... Oh, hello, Mary. When did you come in? Uh, Rochester let me in while you were on the phone. Oh, Rochester, see you's at the door, will you? Yes. Incidentally, Mary, what did you think of my TV show? The truth, Jack, I was so upset about my maid, Pauline, that I couldn't concentrate on the show. Excuse me, boss. It was Mr. Warner at the front door, and he wants to see you privately. He's waiting in the den. Warner? Mr. Jack Warner, Warner Brothers Studio. Oh, Jack Warner... Oh, excuse me a minute, Mary. Well, Mr. Warner. Hello, Jack. Well. well how, how have you been, Mr. Warner? Long time no see. You know, Jack, I just heard the news about your making an appearance on the omnibus program. Yes, Mr. Warner. I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight. That's just what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> what? Look, Jack, you made that picture for us in 1944, didn't you? That's right, it was for the Warner Brothers Well, since then, our studio has produced Streetcar Named Desire, House of Wax, Hondo, The Eddie Cantor Story, Calamity Jane And this year, I'm sure our picture so big will be up for an Academy Award So? So, we're rolling again, let us alone <laughs> Now, just a minute, Mr. Warner. How can you say that? You yourself told me that when the horn blows at midnight was shown in Hollywood, the theater made money. That's because we ran it off the balcony as a trailer camp. <laughs> but, Mr. Warner, you can't put all the blame on me. When you did that picture, you made one big mistake. I know. We put film in the camera. <laughs> Mr. Warner, that's an old joke. Yeah, if I had anything new, I'd have put it in the picture. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I still think it's a great story. And if you'd listen to me while we were making it, The Horn Blows at Midnight would have been a terrific hit. Jack, we tried everything. We even spent over $100,000 for a new finish. And nobody even stayed to see it. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. And you'll see it's going to be great on television when I do it on Omnibus. All right, Jack, if you won't listen to reason, maybe you'll listen to this. We'll give you $5,000 not to do it. No. $10,000. I'm sorry, Mr. Warner, but money means nothing to me. <laughs> I've got to listen to the repeat show and see if I really heard that. <laughs> what? Look, Jack, here's my final offer. My brothers Harry, Albert, and myself are willing to take you into the firm. And make you one of the Warner Brothers. No, 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 I'm afraid not. That means I'd have to change my name. If you do, the picture we're going... It, oh, I blew it. Give <laughs> <laughs> that line again. <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid not. That means I'd have to change my name. If you do the picture, we're going to change ours. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my mind is made up. I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight on television, and that's final, Mr. Warner. Just call me Sam Goldwyn. <laughs> what? 
Good eye, Jack. <laughs> Mr. Warner want? Oh, he heard that I was going to do the horn blows at midnight on Omnibus, and he's trying to stop me. Stop you? Yeah, I don't know why. He admitted himself he's back on his feet. Certainly. <laughs> I mean, you've done pictures for studios that have never recovered. <laughs> why, certainly. After all... Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Jimmy Durante speaking. <laughs> Gosh, it's good to hear from you. Well, pay close attention, because I'm calling long distance. Long distance? Yeah, my schnoz is between me and the mouthpiece. <laughs> I got a hundred of them, a hundred of them. Jimmy, I thought you had a million of them. I did, but I'm using them up in television. Oh. But to come to the print, Jack, I just had to tell you how great you were today. You mean on my TV show? Yeah, your performance not only warmed the cocktails of my heart, but it was a histrionic triumph, a stupendous, colossal magnitude. Jimmy, you've never paid me such compliments. And I won't again. I just fractured my tongue. Well, I've got to hang up now. I'm late. Where are you going? To Clifton Fetterman's house. We play Scrabble tonight. Oh, well, thanks very much, Jimmy. I'm sure glad you like my show. So long. And an au to you, too. Mary, this is amazing. Uh, what's amazing, Jack? Well, first Ronald Coleman calls, now Jimmy Durante, and they both just raved about my TV show. Well, it was good, Jack. Good? It was a histrionic triumph. A stupendous, colossal magnitude. <laughs> cha cha cha. <laughs> you know when when fellow performers praise you, it gives you such a good feeling. Say, Rochester, didn't I hear somebody at the back door? Uh huh. Here, Mister Barry, this is yours. The bus driver dropped it off. <laughs> at least he didn't run over it like he did the last time. I'll get it. Mr. Crosby. Hello, Rochester. Is the funny man at home? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, hello, Bob. Come on Hi, in. Jack. Hello, Mary. Hi, Don. Oh, hello, Bob. Bob. Hey, Bob, that's a nice suit you're wearing. Oh. Thanks, Jack. What, uh, what kind of a flower is that in your lapel? That's an artichoke. I picked it in your front yard. <laughs> oh. For a minute, I thought I was in the farmer's market. What'd you come over for, Bob? Well, Jack, I was going to call, but... Well, my wife insisted that I should mention this to you in person. Well, wives know best. What is it, Bob? What is it? What is well, it? Well, Jack, I'm still being paid by the week, aren't I? Of course, Bob. That's the way I pay all the members of my cast. Well, I sort of hate to mention it, but... Well, this is our 11th show this season, and I'm a little behind. Oh, well, Bob, sometimes there are slight unavoidable delays. The mail is late, or the accounting department slows up a little. How many checks have you gotten? Two. Only two checks all season? That's right. Bob, I don't know what to say. This is terribly embarrassing. You should call my business manager immediately. Well, I already did. I told him I've received two checks this whole season. What did he say? Congratulations. I only got one. 
Well, Bob, sometimes we do get a little behind, but sooner or later, everyone gets paid up. Phone again. Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Eddie. Who? Eddie Cantor, you know. If you knew Susie, I call I know Susie. Oh, oh. Eddie, Eddie, I know you. How are you, Eddie? Fine, Jack. I just wanted to tell you that you were magnificent today on your TV show. Simply magnificent. Well, thanks, Eddie. I just can't tell you what this call means. It gives me a real thrill. I thought it would. Bye, Jack. So long, Eddie. Well, this is really... This is really something. First, Ronald Coleman congratulated me. Then, Jimmy Durante. Now, Eddie Cantor. Uh, did Eddie like your show, too? He was nuts about it. Yeah, I feel so good, I want to give a party. Say, why don't you kids come down to the Brown Derby and have dinner on me? How about it, huh? Yeah, the Brown Derby. That sounds good to me. We can all go in my car. Good. Oh, wait a minute. Rochester. Yes, boss? If there are any more calls for me, tell them they can reach me at the Brown Derby. Okay. Well, come on, everybody. Remember, this dinner party's on me. You sure you ordered what you want, Mary? Yes, I haven't had lobster for a long time. Boy, I can hardly wait to get at that wild duck. Well, it won't be long. Don's still ordering. And, waiter, I want a large salad with a whole egg mayonnaise. Very good, Mr. Wilson. We have baked potatoes, mashed, and French fries. That'll be fine. I'll have... <laughs> large T-bone steak, a small filet mignon, a side of spaghetti, carrots, peas. Waiter, I thought I told you to put it all on one check. The way he's ordering, I'm lucky if I can get it on three. <laughs> well, keep ordering, Don. I don't want any of you to hold back. It's all on me. Say, Jack, isn't that Jimmy Stewart over at that table? Jimmy Stewart? Hey, you're right, Mary. That's Jimmy Stewart sitting right over there. I think I'll go over and say hello to him. There's a phone call for you, Mr. Benny. I'll plug it in here. Oh, thank you. Hello? Oh, hello, Jack. This is Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> what? I was just sitting home and I got such a thrill out of your TV show that I just had to call and tell you how great I thought you were. Well, Jimmy, that's... Wait a minute. Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Wait, you can't be Jimmy Stewart because he's sitting right here in the Brown Derby. I'm looking at him right now. Ah, Benita, we went one too far. <laughs> Dennis, it's you. If you knew Dennis like I know Dennis. Yes, oh, if you've been oh. calling me all afternoon, I'm going to... Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. <laughs> Waiter, hold the orders. Hold the orders. Jack, you're making a I don't care. Cancel the steaks. Don't kill the duck. Prettiest trick anyone has ever played on me. I'm going home and the dentist is going to hear from me about this in the morning. Gee, Mr. Benny, you sure finished your dinner in a hurry. I didn't have it. I found out that... I'll get it, boss. Hello? Yes, sir, he's here. Just a minute. Boss, it's Mr. Lewis, your sponsor calling. Oh, it is, eh? I know all about that. My sponsor. These tricks have gone too far. 
Give me that phone. Now, look, you silly, stupid kid. I don't want you calling me up anymore with these crazy things. And the next time I see you... Oh, excuse me, Miss Benny. I came over to apologize. Quiet, Dennis. I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> now, look, you stupid... <laughs> Dennis is here. Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis, I thought you were someone else. Really, I didn't, Mr. Lewis. But, 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 Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, and John Tackerberry. And produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Don Wilson speaking. Good night. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. That was the Jack Benny Show from November 22nd, 1953. The uh, name of that episode is generally considered Dennis Impersonates Movie Stars on the phone. And uh, he did a pretty good job. His Ronald Coleman's not the best. Uh, George, uh, George, Jimmy Durante was was really good. And uh, who else did he do? Oh, Eddie Cantor. Eddie Cantor wasn't bad at all. Jimmy Stewart, yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, that was funny. I also loved the bit at the beginning when Jack was telling us how he reasons on uh, on his age, how he remains thirty nine. That was very clever. The Jack Benny Show. We just love it. It's uh, one of our favorites here at the Best Old Time Radio podcast, and um, it's certainly one of the best comedies that was ever produced for old time radio. Ran a long, long time. So. Maybe we'll do another episode next week or two. I still should get in and do some more of the uh, Benny and Ronald, uh, excuse me, Ronald Coleman and Benita Hume uh, episodes because those were among the very, very funniest. Well, that's going to do it for Monday, May the 17th, 2021. Hope you enjoyed the Jack Benny Show. I wish I could have had a clearer recording of that one, but uh, it was worth it. And I think we're going to come back with another Benny next week. Um, we get a lot of requests for Jack Benny. I, we get a lot of requests for Fibber McGee and Molly, too. So those seem to be the two comedy shows that people want to hear the most. Of course, they've got to intersperse uh, some of the other shows in as well. But uh, you just might keep that in mind. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with an old-time radio drama. We'll be back on Tuesday, on uh, Wednesday with a uh, mystery. And, of course, on Thursday with the Western. Hope you have a wonderful week this week. Just, just a wonderful week. It is raining uh, today in St. Louis, so 
this part of the country, I think the whole Midwest is kind of getting a good, sort of a soaking rain. It's it's not pouring, but it's it's kind of steady and it's supposed to keep like that for a couple days. So that's okay. We can live with that. As long as I don't have to go out and shovel it. <laughs> I'm okay with precipitation. All right, everybody, we're gonna go out tonight. Did you, know, did you notice on Jack's show, he mentioned that on the TV show, he had Johnny Ray as a guest. He was a big deal in the early 50s. And uh, we'll, someday we'll talk a little bit about Johnny Ray and his career. It's really interesting, a little, little tragic too, in a way. But uh, here's two of my favorite Johnny Ray songs. I thought we'd go out with these. Now, these aren't necessarily from 1953, but they are from the early 50s, and I hope you hope you like them. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. Feel 
Behind a cloudy sky 